Ask the Podcast Coach for June 18th, 2021. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me right over there is the one and only, don't be fooled by cheap imitations, Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how are you? What's going on, buddy? Greetings. Happy Saturday morning to you, Dave. Always good to be back with you. Happy uh, Father's Day weekend and Juneteenth. Today is Juneteenth. It is uh, Officially now here in the United States, uh, which is great. So happy Juneteenth as well as Father's Day. For those celebrating that here, both U.S. holidays, I think, this weekend. Well, the other thing, we'll do a little Juneteenth because I'm yeah. feeling like a very much like a middle-aged white guy right now. And that <laughs> is, I understand that it is when the, the, uh, the truth. State of Texas. Yeah. No, state, state of Texas. Okay. Uh, so the, so a general okay. came in and to the state of Texas and said, you're absolutely free. Like this, right. that was the last Juneteenth is kind of the last, they were the last state to kind of proclaim the emancipation uh, emancipation proclamation and actually be free. Here's the part I don't know. How long had the war been over before they made it to Texas? Two two years. See, that's where I'm like, yeah. no, that yeah, can't be. No, it was. There yeah, it was. Well, it was. It, things move slow. <laughs> in, in that's those true. It's like, family. what? Didn't they, didn't they see it on Google? What the heck? Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. And it's a, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a independence day. I yeah. mean, we have to, we really have to see it as that. And then, um, I spent a bunch of time yesterday kind of reading up on it just so I made sure I was kind of like I knew some things. You know, it's a right. new it's it's fairly it's been around for a long time. It's just uh, it's just good to see it recognized. So absolutely. Happy, and today is the day. So happy Juneteenth. There you go. And you know what uh, makes history go down um, super simple and, and just makes you feel warm and fuzzy. That's right. A little, little coffee pour. That's right. And uh, of course, that coffee pour is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at podcastbranding.co if you are looking for a logo if you're looking for a new artwork for your podcast if you need a whole website that would just make people go man that's a cool looking website then you got to go over to podcastbranding.co mark is an award-winning graphic artist as well as a podcaster and if you needed more he's canadian which means he's polite that's right <laughs> and uh, and why does that matter because you can go to mark and say look I don't know anything about branding. I don't know if my branding is in alignment with my content or what. Mark will actually do a podcast branding audit. And because he's polite, well, he's not going to crush your feelings and make you feel horrible. He's going to get you going in the right direction. His goal is to make you look professional. And I know every time I see the school of podcasting or ask the podcast coach, if you uh, if you are watching the video of this on YouTube, down kind of, you know, boy, everything's backwards on this, but down there next to 348, you'll see the, the logo there. So if you need it, go over to podcastbranding.co. There we go. And uh, I had, uh, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can just, uh, Go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join if you want to jump into the video. We do prefer that you have clothes on when you do that. Uh, or if you're, again, watching on YouTube, you can just ask a question via the chat. If you're listening to us on uh, Clubhouse, go ahead and raise your hand and we'll be happy to bring you in. Jim, I had fun yesterday. Here's something you don't get to say every day. 
I got to interview the guy that invented podcasting. Oh yeah. You, you may have heard of Al him. Gore. Was that Al Gore? <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually it was, it was Al Gore. We talked a lot of global warming and How's yeah. He doing these days. Is he okay? <laughs> Is he okay? But mm. I actually got to interview Adam Curry and I just thought I have a, a small clip here where if you ever wonder how I do interviews, I don't give people like the exact questions, but I kind of give them topics. And the other thing was one of the things, how did people go, how did you get Adam Curry on your show? And when you're trying to go for a big name, one of the things you have to watch for is when do they have something to promote? Mm -hmm. And so I emailed Adam and I said, Hey, you know, you're talking a lot about this podcasting 2.0 and you're through these different areas. And I go, when it's ready for, kind of, you know, Jill and Joe podcaster, you know, let me know. And you always have an open chair at the school of podcasting to come on to what she replied. Oh, and then he said, also, I won't ask you about how podcasting started with you and Dave in a hotel room. Why? Because I heard him on another show and he must get that question all the time. And he said, okay, I'm saying this question and I'm saying this answer for the last time. So I'd kind of knew he was fed up with that question. Not, not that it's a bad question, but he's just told that story a bazillion times. And I said, Oh, and by the way, I won't ask you about you and Dave in a hotel in New York creating podcasting. So it was a way of like, Hey, I, I want to do something a little different. And so this is just me. This is me and Adam, uh, just a quick clip here, uh, me explaining to Adam kind of why he's here. Uh, Cause he, I know why he's there. He wants to talk podcasting 2.0. So I explained to him why I'm going the route I'm going. My thought for today, uh, how I thought we could do this is um, I have a fun intro and then I want to start actually, if this is okay with you, with pod show. And the reason for that is so many people think freaking if I could just start a network, like mm. that's like the key to success. So we can kind of talk about, cause I've heard you basically say no, no, no. <laughs> so I'm like, we could hit that, which then leads to the no agenda show value, value for value. And ex I'd love to hear, have you explain like, cause so many people are like, Oh cool. He did a podcast. I'm like, no, no, they do six hours a week. And if you can kind of share like what you actually do to put on that show, Okay. And then that sure. will lead into value for value. Speaking of that, let's talk podcasting 2.0. And from there, you can just riff your shit and talk about every time I turn around, there's like, well, that sounds cool. That sounds cool. That, wow, okay. that So is that sound, is that okay with you? It's fantastic. Just make sure you interrupt me when I, when I go on too long. <laughs> <laughs> so that was me just kind of saying, cause I, I, I want to make, well, the last thing you want to do is, is make him upset. Not that he's a hothead by any means, but, uh, I wanted to make sure he wasn't going, Ugh, I got to talk about that again. So that was uh, kind of cool. It was a fun. I actually, the, the, if I could do one thing differently, I was going to ask him at the beginning, how much time, how, how long do I have you? And I didn't because we started talking about his move and things like that. Here's the curse of knowledge again. And so the whole time I'm thinking I only had an hour and we actually talked for probably an hour and a half. So, uh, yeah, but uh, it was fun. And, Good. Yeah. We also have, speaking of podcast royalty, right now, as it, unless somebody stole his logo, we have the very first music podcaster listening on Clubhouse right now. Oh. Michael Butler from the Rock and Roll Geek Show. Nice. Which is a great show. And it, which actually comes up to a topic that makes me somewhat wet my pants. Have you heard about the new stuff that's happening in the EU? No. 
the EU, and I only know I've not read the original material yet. So I've heard about this from Podland with uh, James and Sam, and I heard Todd and Rob talk about it on the new media show. And in a nutshell, oh, cool, we got a hand raised. We will get to you in just a second, Iman. Uh, and I need I need to issue something before we go to oh, that. But go cool. keep going, keep going. But it's oh well, this is a fun one. This is not a quick subject. The EU is right now. All podcast hosts have. I want to say it's something 230 or 320 or something where podcast hosts, when you upload it, you say, hey, I'm responsible for anything I do that might be illegal. Like it all falls on the podcaster. So the podcast hosts, the Libsons, the Blueberries, the Captivates are like, okay. And then if we get notified that you are playing illegal music, um, we will take it down, but we're not responsible. And the EU just passed a law that kind of said, ah, the media host is going to be kind of responsible and Todd and Rob and everybody's like, we need to look at this because if that's the case, when I did my show on Spotify, I tried one where you could play music. They had to approve every episode. And if you think people are going to lose their minds now because Apple is too slow to yeah. update, wait yeah. till number one, wait till we have to scan your show for, uh, you know, uh, music that shouldn't be there or anything that's copyrighted. But also, if we are then responsible, what happens if some idiot starts spouting hate speech? And I was like, maybe this is how, you know, if we want to go uh, conspiracy theory, how the big people like, how are we going to get rid of this podcast thing? It's too popular and people are being educated. And so I don't know. With the with the host providers having the responsibility, I mean, it's you're basically then being turned into what's happening with YouTube, right? Where YouTube is. Doing kind of all, you know, whatever you want to call it. They're doing a lot of work to to uh, filter. Let's let's use that word. That's probably the, the easiest way to to say it. So, um, you know that that's there's a huge gigantic lift to do that kind of technology, right? You're scanning every single one. I mean, well, what is what's that going to mean? And that's what Todd was saying. He goes, "Well, expect your uh, your hosting fee to go up a bit because yeah. that, that's not yeah. cheap." Yeah, no, it could be, it it could be in, in, you know, we're, we're in this area with social media where what is censorship? Like what, what's free speech? Yeah. What is in my, I mean, free speech is a U.S. thing. So does that, does that necessarily mean we all of a sudden then get geographical again? I mean, GDPR um, really changed the landscape in Europe and especially in Germany for the way data privacy happens. And GDPR then had an effect that then California picked that up. And then, you know, I think we're probably going to, we're going to probably accept many of the same ideas in the rest of the United States happening around privacy. Is what's happening good? Yes. But man, it is painful to implement, right? That's the hard part. And I would see uh, trying, you know, putting it on the hosting companies to scan and filter and right. I mean, golly, that would add a whole new layer of complexity on things for sure. Yeah, that's that's I just heard that, and it's one of those where you're like, "Oh well, they wouldn't do that. That's ridiculous." And I'm like, eh. yeah. "So, but yeah. uh, and Jim, you said there was something you wanted to chime." Yeah, in. I made an incorrect statement on Juneteenth. Uh, oh. uh, Kyle says in the chat room, "Lee surrenders to Grant on April 9th, eighteen sixty-five. The remaining slaves in Texas find out when General Gordon uh, Granger and Union forces occupy Texas, June nineteenth, nineteen sixty-five. Just three months later." I think I was thinking of the DC proclamation. So president Lincoln at the time in 19 or in 1862 
scissors, you know, he basically abolishes slavery in Washington, D.C. It takes the next three years for that to take place. So, Kyle, good, good catch on that. Not two years, but three months. A good, a good catch on. But Just nonetheless, make sure I guess they, I'm saying it right. I guess nobody thought of maybe getting on a horse and riding to Texas. Well, it took three months <laughs> to get to Texas. Like It was a long, yeah. I mean. Hey, DC to DC to Texas on a horse, Dave, yeah. is a long is a long way yeah. to go. Well, and, and, uh, and Texas is crazy anyway. I remember when I in Ohio, I can drive from Cleveland to Columbus in about four hours. In Texas, I went from Dallas to Houston, four hours. I'm like, are we not there yet? And they're like, no, we got another two hours. And I was like, holy cow! It's a it's a long way across Texas, no yeah. matter how you no matter how you go. So. Well, we got some uh, hand raise here in Clubhouse, so we're going to bring uh, Mike up to the stage and uh, see what kind of questions he has for us. Mike, how are you? I'm doing fine. Can you hear me, Dave? I can hear you fine. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Yeah, I had a question. I'm sort of um, in uh, in a bewildered state with my statistics. It will happen. Um, I was saying uh, a bit bewildered about statistics. So uh, I have my podcast hosted on a WordPress site. And until uh, about a year and a half ago, I had this wonderful download statistic. And Well, the joys of cell phones. I think we have a bandwidth problem here. Yeah. Unfortunately, Shoot. Mike, you're... you're- so that when you update a package, you get more stuff. But I got less, basically. So I lost the download uh, marker. And uh, so I was wondering, now I've, I've gone to Chartable, and I'm quite happy with that. I was just wondering how reliable that is, uh, and obviously that's counting downloads and not plays. So, you know, what could be a reliable way for me to, to get those statistics? Got it. We lost part of your, your question there a little bit. But first of all, there are no plays in podcasting. Behind the scenes, it is what's called a progressive download, meaning I'm downloading your ah, okay. file in chunks. So that's why if anybody says plays, they're just trying to get your money. There's, there's, it's, a, it's either a download or it's a not. Um, the only thing I, that makes me worried about Chartable is I would have to go over. I haven't checked, but anytime. And I forget the buzz phrase when they when they tie IP addresses to another thing. There's uh, there's oh the crap. tracking. Yeah, you mean? I'm worried yeah. about the tracking part. I, I don't want to put my listeners in can, any kind of technology where you know they're they're getting opted into something that they didn't opt into. Um, who? So you're not using a media host. You're not using a, a Libsyn or a Captivate or a no, Bluebird? no, no WordPress. I, I probably would be if I had known about it when I started about three years ago. But got it. Uh, I started with a WordPress site directly. Well, you can you can move because here's the problem. Uh, attribution is the phrase I was looking for. Yeah, because Tritable might be doing some attribution, and that's, in my opinion, not very nice. But the the thing with hosting your show on WordPress because there are plenty of people that do this. And they go, I'm not having a problem. What happens is you it's not a bandwidth problem. People think, you know, because you'll see where you're, let's say you're on HostGator or someplace, and they're like, unlimited bandwidth. That's unlimited bandwidth for websites. And websites are kilobytes of information. They're, they're tiny compared to the megabytes of an MP3 file. And so uh, what it basically does then is if you get popular and all of a sudden – you know, a couple hundred people try to grab that MP3 file at the same time, the web host is like, <laughs> and it can't keep up. So that's something you, you might run into. Uh, 
But I mean, Chartable would give you stats. I don't know. Uh, I know there's PodTrack. That's another one. Uh, Blueberry has stats you can use on WordPress where it's it's a redirect. What happens is you put this little. Uh, yeah, this tracking bit in your HTML uh, right. code. So, I mean, those are three ways to do it. I just, for me, I would be like, you know, cough up the the extra money and get on a real media host. Plus, they can also give you, in some cases, better stats. So, but okay. uh, but would because I'm a bit terrified of going over to a, a media host and then sort of losing all my back catalog. Well, you won't lose your you will lose your back stats. There's no way that the only person I know of, and I don't know, I don't know anybody who's gone through this. I know Buzzsprout states that they will import your back uh, stats, but yeah. I, that's only going to be probably downloads only. I don't know that anybody could bring over geographic and, and that kind of information. I don't know anybody who's gone through okay. that process yet, uh, but you can, you can always export it out of, in most cases you can export your stats from such and such. So you can, uh, you know, have that back uh, information, but your stats typically will not follow you to, wherever you move, but you won't, you won't lose your back episodes. In fact, you just, whoever you want to import to, you just give them your feed and they will basically clone your podcast. So it looks identical to what your audience is seeing. And then you go into, I'm assuming PowerPress is probably what you're using. And you just redirect that feed to point at your uh, media host feed. That'll take some of the, the strain off your, your website, which may or may not speed it up depending on, how popular your, your podcast is and things like that. So, but, uh, okay. so my only thing about chartable is I just, if, if they're doing attribution, I'd be like, mm, maybe, maybe move to a pod track or a, a blueberry if you don't want to move uh media host. So, okay. But, thanks very much. Oh, uh, you're welcome. Take care. Thank you. Uh-huh. And uh, part of it too. And when I was talking to Adam, he, I, I asked him, I go, when was the last time you looked at your stats? Cause he said they don't base their, their success on numbers. Yeah. They base yeah. their success on, can we eat this week? Yeah. Yeah. Results. Yeah. Right. I, which is, I think it's what we should do. I mean, the stats really don't matter if it's not doing what you want them to do. And so in, in this case, they, their, their mark of success is, do we have income? And so they're driving towards something that is definitely measurable from, you know, from that standpoint. I'm a big fan of that, Dave. I, I don't, I, I rarely look at downloads, although I'll quote the numbers from when I, when I need a big number, you know, Gallup, right. the channel's done 2.9 million downloads. Nice. I, I quote that like, cause it's, it's a big number, Yeah, but it doesn't mean anything like it does to me from a results standpoint. What have we actually done with that? And I, and I, I kind of subscribe to that, like, you know, what, from an influence standpoint, from a sales standpoint, is it doing its job? That's, I think, the stats that really matter. Yeah, absolutely. I labeled this little one. I found this in Podcast Movement this morning, and I just labeled it Debbie Downer. And the person said, oh, and I forgot to copy the person's name. Sorry about this. But it says, I'm thinking of starting another movie podcast. So right there I would go, wait, if you already got one, like, like what's the difference between, I don't know, maybe different genres, who knows? Uh, I'm starting, uh, another movie podcast with a friend, but he tends to give movies lower rankings or ratings on average. And I don't know if we could pick a movie to talk about because he doesn't, that he doesn't like so much. I know opposition can make for good content, but it would be nice if we could agree on a movie's quality. 
should I maybe do a practice episode with him to see if you, uh, to see, to see, I, okay, that should, should be a period there. Or if you were me, would you just maybe try to find a different person? So when I saw this first question is why are we starting a second podcast? Cause if you already got one movie podcast, I'd be like, cause it's one of those things where it seems like a great idea because Hey, I already know podcasting and I can get one off the ground like that. Cause I know what I'm doing, but you still only have 24 hours in the day to promote now two podcasts instead of one. And uh, Jim, what are your thoughts on, on this one? Well, I, I do like, let me, let's talk about host nuance. Cause I think when you get in, when you're, when you, when you pick up a new host and there, there's a little, um, a question in there about like, do we have to, can we agree on some things? I know disagreement brings that conflict sometimes brings people. They want to hear that. But I think that conflict, I don't think just conflict brings like makes it interesting. It needs to be conflict with care. In other words, you you still have to kind of like each other. (laughs) You still have to kind of get along. You know, Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak, they argue about things, but they're really good friends at the end of the day. You know, they're doing this thing together. And, and um, so there's kind of an understanding there. So just having a different opinion and just having, just arguing, I don't know if it makes interesting content. And then with a host, I, I wouldn't do one. I do like five test podcasts before you even release any of them. Like, how do you know they're going to, you and I had the advantage. We were goofing around with this for three or four episodes before we decided to even do anything with it. Um, I, I think, uh, you, you, if you're going to do something like this, do it for three, four, five weeks. Don't make a big deal about it. Just do it. See where it goes. See if you like doing it. And if you do, uh, maybe it becomes a thing. If it doesn't, I, Dave, I'm this, I'm a big fan of then take those four or five that you made and make a, a make a highlight reel out of them to promote the thing, right? You don't have to lose them completely. So I do, I do like, uh, I do like that idea. But I, I like the idea of trying it before you buy it. Like before you get all crazy and create RSS feeds and all the things that you got to do. I have a whole checklist of things you have to do when you start a new podcast at Gallup. So that that's what I, I that's kind of what I think. Go slowly on the second one, I guess, is what I'm saying. Go, yeah. go slowly into the night on that one. Well, I, I definitely like the idea of doing more than one because anybody ever had a great first date, but the second and third were like, <laughs> all right, I guess we got there. They're, you yeah. know, they put their best foot forward. And, what was they thinking last time? Yeah. And then the, <laughs> exactly. the other thing is what I think of, of bad conflict for the stake of conflict is ESPN and it's Shannon Sharp and. Oh um, yeah. Who's that other guy? That other old guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Skip Bayless. Yeah. And I yeah. swear they just walk in, they go, okay, Skip, here's your side. You hate LeBron and Shannon, you love LeBron. Here you go. And go in three seconds, you're on. And they just start yelling at each other. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, Tuesday, walk in. Okay. Uh, here you go, Shannon. You, um, you have, uh, Jordan is the best player of all time. And Skip, you are doing, you hate LeBron today. You know, and it's just, and go. And it's just, you don't know anything. You don't know what you're talking about. Well, you don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm going to tell you, you don't know what you're, and it's just like, is this, this is supposed to be entertaining. It, it's the, it's a step below the, uh, or above, however you want to say it, the squabble culture that we've turned into uh, in chat rooms where we, we just disagree. And then we start calling each other names, you know, and it's <laughs> like, you know, it, it, you're like, oh, wow, this is like third grade. 
you know, come, come on, let's, ha- can, can we do this without necessarily having to call each other names? You know, you're an idiot. You don't know. And then it just, you know, then it yeah. just plummets. I know you so, are, but what am I? Yeah. Yeah, they, well, they, but to your point, they're trying to. In this case, they they're tr- they're trying to manufacture it. You know, they're like, yeah. let's let's make it this way. So, I the the authentic, you know, the 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 authenticity of the relationship shines, and so I think you you don't you don't want to force that. If it happens, great, um, but but don't don't make it up. Because you can't, you can't, it's a lie when you're doing it that way. And you can't sustain a lie that long. Eventually yeah. you get figured out, right? You know? And so I just, uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. But if it works, if it genuinely works, yeah, give it a try. Well, and you mentioned that uh, on the No Agenda show with, with Adam and John, they don't fight a lot. But when they do, it's usually somebody sounds like somebody's tired. Like somebody's a little cranky. Uh, and like, well, you, nap, you said this you know? and that. Da, da, da. And and if it really goes on for a period of time, there's a time like as a listener, I'm like, mom and dad are fighting. What's wrong? You know, it's like, and they always, you know, towards the end, they just kind of move on and they do the show and it doesn't happen a lot. But when it does, it's like, why well, thought, no, oh, you, oh, you never do that. Well, oh, oh, of course you did. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> And you're like, oh, so it's kind of interesting. So you never know. Um, Reverend Ken Blanchard, the black man with a gun and Speak Life Church, he says, the feedback tip you guys recommended two weeks ago helped. I used a Zoom meeting for five super fans that put gas in my tank. Yeah. Yeah, this is where we're talking about how do you get more engagement. And it's like go to your audience, uh, whether it be one-on-one or he did a group chat. Uh, things of that nature. And number one, if you, especially if you can get them to talk about things and Elaine, I see you, I'm going to re- get you to your, your raised hand in a oh, second. She's, she's my friend. We'll have to be very, very cautious. Of this. <laughs> okay. But it's a, a case where you can, if you can get them to talk about your show, like you're not in the room, that's a bonus and give them, if they can give you ideas of what they'd like to hear and in this case, it sounds like they also explained what they also liked about the show. And that's really comes in handy because then, you know, oh, I need to do maybe more of this and things of that nature. So that's uh, that's always fun. Jim, when you go to these events and you are like the grand poobah, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's Jim Cullison. Just like, local famous. I'm locally famous. <laughs> just, just well, no, when you go to those Gallup events, man, you're like, you yeah. got a whole auditorium that's like just listening to you. Well, think about, think about you get thousands of people who listen to your podcast and they're in the same room. Yeah. Like, of course, there's going to be a little, a little recognition. It's fantastic. We had a, we did a 3,500 person summit last week. And uh, in the software, in the networking software, you could open yourself up to meeting times. And so I opened up a whole bunch of 15-minute slots and they all filled and I talked to them for 15 minutes. It was fantastic, Dave. Like there is nothing better than reaching your audience that kind of way where you give them time. Just I think that my new gig is one-on-one, like quick one-on-one conversations because that, that is fantastic with when you're talking with listeners and such. So, and Ken says he's actually even helping one of the people that he met start his own podcast. So yeah, yeah. Awesome. It's good. We had in one of these conversations uh, that I had, somebody was talking to me about something. I said, you know, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? (laughs) Like, cause I I think she was trying to pitch something to me to be on mine and just didn't fit. Mm. And I was like, but that sounds like a good idea for your own. Like, have you thought about doing that? And so you get these opportunity, I think in these one-on-one non-email conversations, uh, and they don't have to be long, you know, it can be 15 minutes, half an hour, whatever. 
I just think you get a really good feel uh, and feedback from your audience. You know, it's just a great opportunity to really ask them some great questions. And so I'm, I, that's going to be my, my new this year when somebody sends me an email, I'm going to be like, you got 10 minutes. <laughs> like I'm going to call you right now instead of going back and forth on email. I usually do that. If I get a bad pitch, I had somebody pitch me a crypto guru to come on the school of podcasting. Oh yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's not a good fit. And I usually, I have a, a auto responder kind of thing. That's like, Hey, thanks so much for this. Um, here's some videos to help you understand a little more about my show. And of course it's two YouTube videos I have on how to do a really bad pitch. Um, and then it, <laughs> and then it's like, um, you know, it really sounds like um, it, it's a way I forget how I, I say it really yes, sounds like you're funny. a great expert, blah, yeah. blah, blah. If you ever want to start your own podcast, I'd be happy to help you with that because it's like, but you're never going to get any, no one's yeah. ever going to. Right. I no, mean, especially once they figure out that I'm goofing on them. So that's kind of being snarky, Dave. That's it's a, snarky. a lot snarky. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, but we get those. And if you've been podcasting any length of time, you've, your email address has been scraped and now you're getting, I want to be, I want to partner with you. Can I write a blog, you know, post on your thing? And, that's a lot. That's a lot of work to to field us. Some of them are legit, by the way. You know, some many of them are not. So you just got to kind of feed. You know, you got to kind of feed through those and and get it figured out. So yeah, that's one way of handling it, Dave. I just ignore them. I just yeah. delete, 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 delete. You know, you never know. But you know who's not fake? Our awesome supporters. Our awesome supporters. Do you or the coffee? Can I, can I get a little more coffee before we, can, we go? To we can this? definitely give you some more coffee. So, man, you are you are right on time this morning. Nicely done. <laughs> it's like, but yeah. So we need to talk about James over at the Dog Podcast Network. If you go to dogpodcastnetwork.com, he's got podcasts over there for all sorts of dog lovers. And if you need a short show, he's got Dog Edition. If you need a long show, he's got longer shows over there. Everything about dogs. They even have a contest going on over there where you can win up to $5,000. But uh, all sorts of different – It's you kind of go, how much can you talk about dogs? They've got all sorts of stories about dogs. And I know they had one episode right when uh, – President Biden got elected. Uh, it's it's amazing how they keep doing with that. And uh, Mike, I see your hand. I'll, I will get to you right after we get done with our awesome supporters here. And we always thank our $20 supporters, uh, Ed Sullivan over at SonicCupcake.com. So speaking of uh, editors and things like that, uh, Brock Cook over at OccupiedPodcast.com. So if you're into occupational therapy, check out Brock. Uh, Kim Kragy over at uh, Toastmasters101.net. So if you're looking to either boost your your voice or just your presentation style, which does apply to podcasting, check her out over at Toastmasters101.net. Max Trescott up in the sky at AviationNewsTalk.com. I've been seeing more of Max on uh, Facebook. He keeps posting more videos, which are always entertaining. Uh, Felix over at the Latin Podcast Awards, which is uh, dedicated to enhancing the visibility of Latinx podcasts around the world. It's been going since 2017, and it's part of the Dice Network. So uh, Shane over at the Spybrary, uh, check him out, spybrary.com. You can get your your James Bond and everything else spy over there. Uh, and Glenn the Geek, who's going to be sending in reports from the road. I actually got a... a uh, email from him. He goes, would you mind? He goes, do you, would you be interested in this? I'm like, dude, if it's coming from you, it's going to be entertaining. 
and I knew there, there were going to be stories. I'm like, absolutely, send them on in. So yeah. uh, if you like horses, go over to horseradionetwork.com. It's like the dog podcast network only for horses. So, uh, And Greg over at debtshepherd.com where he's teaching financial wellness. Greg's going to be on a an episode of the School of Podcasting in the future. The Indie Drop-In Network, find it at IndieDropIn.com. If you've got a true crime, a comedy, or a scary story, they've got an audience over there that wants to hear that kind of stuff. And basically the way it works is you send them an episode and they stick it in front of their audience. Michael Delaney over at Baby Mountain Radio Productions, where podcasting and hard work are made fun. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter and see all of our other awesome supporters, go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. Or if you just want to do a one-time donation, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. And there's that. There's Jim's mug. There's my book. There's the School of Podcasting. Everything there. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. And thanks again to all of our awesome supporters. And uh, Michael has his – Mike has his hand back up. So we'll hopefully – have a little better bandwidth this time. We'll see what happens here. But Mike, hello, welcome back, Mike. Thank you very much. I'm sorry to be a hog. If it's uh, no, if the, it's not <laughs> no, not at all. The more, the more, the better, buddy. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you very much. Now, it's just a follow up question, basically, because um, uh, I was asking before about statistics, and Jim said downloads were not really a statistic that one should keep in mind. So I was wondering this. So um, to give you a concrete example, I'm on on Podgo which I'm very thankful to not only uh, for, for obviously the, the advertising, but because thanks to Podgo, I discovered a certain Mr. Dave Jackson on, on their podcast, which, uh, which is probably better than the, than the income. So if I want to go to David at Podgo and say, David, I've been on your um, platform a while now. I believe I deserve a higher rate because of this. So what evidence, if not downloads, could I then bring to say okay my podcast has increased by x amount for me the the tighter the niche so there was a guy that got an advertiser that does a show about dog sitting so he's he's talking to people and the the advertiser was somebody who made software for people that do dog sitting now you can charge premium for that because he has the exact audience that that company is looking for so that would be a way. But I, I know Podgo. I know Dave. Advertising, everybody thinks advertising is the way to go to, to make money with your podcast. And it is a way to make money with your podcasting. But in my book, it's the third best way to make money with your podcast. The number one way is to sell your own stuff. So if I'm Daniel J. Lewis, it's my podcast reviews. It's his uh, Zoom 86 course. It's subscribe and follow. And these are these – are, products that were based on feedback that he got from his audience or affiliate marketing. Affiliate marketing is where you're selling other people's stuff. And that really, again, works great if you have a niche podcast. But if it's a movie podcast, unless it's all sci-fi, and that's, for me, movie podcasts and sports podcasts are at times a little tough. Uh, You can do a, a couple things. And that's where, when you get into a tough situation, then you get into things like Patreon and crowdfunding and you know, supercast and glow and all that kind of stuff. Another one is it's an interesting podcast with interesting people talking interesting stories. Depending on that kind of a wide genre, it gets a, a little tough sometimes to uh, to bring in money. How long have you been doing your podcast? Uh, about three years now, and it is quite niche, luckily. So it, it, it does have a 
I mean, you have to be interested in history, and not only and not everybody's interested in history, and you have to be interested in Italian history, and not everybody's interested in Italian history. So that's, uh, that's a pretty good niche in general. Yeah, so for to ask for more money, the only reason would be to say, well, Dave, thanks so much for finding me this sponsor. I'm sure somewhere in there he has a, a clause that says you can't leave and take the sponsor with you. Uh, because, no, no, obviously. Yeah, well, but, it, would be, it wouldn't be correct. I mean, I feel it's such a, a, a good service in general. It, w- it would be uh, incorrect, as, you know, from a business point of view. Yeah, but um, yeah. the only thing is if the numbers went up, yeah, I could do that. But if your numbers haven't gone up, then – and in theory, are you getting paid then per episode, or which I hope so, or is it per download? Per, epi- per episode? Basically, when you enter the platform of Podgo, you sort of negotiate, well, they assign a fixed rate according to a whole series of metrics, so including numbers, downloads, the, I imagine social media. I mean, they do a whole study of your, of your profile. Right. And based on that, you get a fixed rate, and then you get that rate every time you insert one of the available ads into your podcast, into one episode. Got it. Yeah, I, so if you had grown your audience, that flat rate would be, you know, maybe a little, you know, a, a place where you could say, well, when I exactly, join- you can renegotiate it. Right. And, and that's in the contract. You can renegotiate it. That's why I was wondering about the uh, reliability of download numbers as, you know, a metric yeah. for, well, uh, for, for, for podcast success, let's say. Yeah. The, uh, go ahead. Uh, you might, Mike, it can be, I mean, I don't, don't misunderstand me. I mean, downloads are a metric and they can be a metric. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. Sometimes uh, we just obsess about them and them alone. You know, it's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it's one thing. I, you know, I use downloads. Like, like I said, when when folks at where I work say, "Well, what's your reach right now?" and I go, "Well, you know, we're doing. We've done two point nine million downloads, and we average, or and you know, and our our annual run rate is about a qu- three quarters of a million. Like, okay, those numbers are important, right? That tells part of the story. But then yeah, I have to yeah. kind of say, well, that's across nine podcasts and we have a flagship podcast and that's, it does better than these and, you know, some of those kinds of things. And then we also look at you know, we have the ability to kind of track some of our customers and their purchases through the podcast stuff. So, you know, right, that's another, right. like, that's another metric. So I, I hope, I don't want to, I, I hope, I, I don't want to be the guy who says downloads don't matter. That's not what I was trying to say, but it's just one of those, it's just no, no, one, I, one of those metrics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's perfectly clear. That, I mean, other metrics are a lot more important. So, uh, yeah, like you yeah. were saying, you know, how am I going to eat this week, or um, yeah. you know, will I yeah. get more engaged? I mean, the, the, the best thing is obviously engaging with the listener and getting emails and having a conversation with them. That's the, the most rewarding thing. Yeah, great. Thanks YouTube, very much. You, you bet. Thanks for coming in. As you're uh, as you're on your way, out, I will say for everybody else too. You know, you can add in social engagement from like. How big are your Discord or Facebook groups? What are you seeing? What are the numbers that you're seeing? If you do it live, what kind of live numbers do you see? If you're if you have affiliate codes or you have affiliate sales, what kind of sales do you see on average on a monthly basis for that for that coupon code or for that affiliate link? Dave, you and I have you know we use Pretty Link and have affiliate. You can go to ask the podcast. Uh, coach.com slash store, you're able to track the number of clicks by show, so to speak. You could probably get a weekly number to say, yeah, every week we get a number of clicks to that link. 
it's another, again, it's another number to say to get real engagement, right? It's a lot harder to get somebody to click on the slash store than it is to get them to download the episode. So right. that may be a real number of engagement for us is how many are clicking on our affiliate links. Yeah, that's where uh, in my book, Profit from Your Podcast, I mentioned that. Shameless plug. I know. We need, we need a shameless plug <laughs> audio bit, right? <laughs> Dave, shameless plug. <laughs> and I, uh, I talk about how you can test how engaged your audience is with affiliate marketing. Because you can you can use a pretty link or whatever you want to use and talk about a product, treat it like a sponsor, and then see how many people actually clicked on it. And that's the information you need to to figure out, especially if you're going this the sponsorship route, because those people want you to send people to their website. And if you can't get people to click, that's a problem. Right. right. So. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. You bet. Yeah, it's uh, it's tricky. I mean, I'll give you an example. I think it was March. I can't remember when. It was somewhere near the beginning of the year. And I did an episode that was really geared towards beginners, and which was great. But a lot of my audience that listens to the School of Podcasting, they already have a podcast. They're more for the, the grow and monetize part of the School of Podcasting. But I did one that was very much uh, kind of Podcasting 101. And my numbers actually went down a little bit for – that month I looked at the episodes and I, I had a, you know, like a 2% drop. So nothing really crazy, but the numbers were lower, but the number of people that signed up for the school of podcasting, I had a really good month. And I was like, maybe I should do more one-on-one stuff. Cause that, yeah. you know, yeah. so. Well, there's, there's, there also, those numbers are trailing in a lot of cases. So yeah. you might only have, I mean, you may produce a podcast today, but you may not see the results from it for two or three months oh. from now. And it could be even longer if you were ahead of, if you were ahead of the curve. So say you're talking about a new product, Dave, say you and I are talking about a new podcasting platform and we do a bunch of things on it. We happen to put that name in the title but it's a small, it, then, you know, six months later, Elon Musk talks about them and they blow up in social media. And all of a sudden, then the link, your, the, the, our work that we did six months ago gets, you know, you see this on YouTube a lot where you might see an old video all of a sudden get a lot of traction. So there's delays in this as well that you have to be, have to kind of, uh, you know, kind of watch for. Well, I mean, if you think about it, Jim, when a man loves a woman, um, <laughs> He he can plant a seed, and nine months later, a baby pops oh, no, up. No. Right, <laughs> so it's nine months to make a kid. I think I had oh. one once. I I drove to Nashville. That's uh, not where I thought you were going with that. That yeah, is not. But, uh, my, oh my when I went to, I had a client of mine who was a private investigator, and she was launching her podcast. She's been on like the TV show 2020 and she was launching a podcast to get some more leads on this, this case. And I, I need to uh, touch base with it. Cause I know she was getting content that she wasn't getting from being on like really like one of the top channels. I think it was 2020, you know, big TV show. And she said, there's, there's going to be a room of uh, private investigators. Would you be interested in coming down for my kickoff party? And I'm like, Oh, absolutely. I'll, I'll be there. And I met somebody there that I think it was like eight or nine months later. Like said, hey, I I don't know if you remember me. I met you at Sheila's party for her kickoff thing, and it was like months had mm-hmm. gone by. Mm-hmm. But I had talked to this person for a little bit, explained what podcasting was, and they're like, yeah, we're we're pretty much ready to to jump on board. So you never know. It's it's really no, you don't. You're just you don't. putting it out there, and you're you know again, your your podcast usually isn't the thing that makes money. 
but it is your business card. So keep it, that in mind. It, yeah, and it can. I mean, it can yeah. be. You you could do it this way. There there are people who are doing it that way very very well. You just have to you have to decide. I like a four or five number. Like I, I think you should work hard to have four or five metrics that you watch in some way. And that listen, that can be th- the number of threads that are started in your Facebook group on a daily basis. It can be. There's some Facebook engagement numbers. There's some YouTube engagement numbers that you could get. There's Google Analytics on your site. There's the pretty link numbers that come off if you if you can do that or whatever, yeah. whatever you know, whatever service you're using um, to get that done. It can be the number of emails you receive from your show's um, uh, email address, right? I mean, I think we just have to think kind of creatively on this and say, um, what am I going to track? And by the way, start tracking them. And if they don't mean anything, drop them. Stop doing <laughs> you know, it. yeah. Yeah, if you're like, oh, I'm not getting any emails, well, okay, then drop it. But but pick something and track it month over month to see if it it is it, an indicator of something. Yeah. Coach Dave says in the lead up to every winter, my episode on futsal jumps. Is that how you say that? Futsal? Futsal? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Something jumps to the top of is something apparently you do in the winter, would yeah. be my guess. Uh I he says I I load that episode show notes with the most important links every year. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, yeah. Uh, I still get a ton of traffic to the, the now famous post about 12 reasons not to use blog talk radio. I'm still getting yeah. traffic yeah. to that. And yeah. I've gone back and updated that. Uh, you never know. I, no, I used, I wrote an article years ago on using windows live essentials with windows seven. I, this is an article. Okay, right. this was years ago. Obviously, it's like ten years ago. That thing is still my number one. I it. I don't know why. I do not know what is in the in the title or what. And it's still today. That right now, it's still one of my number one viewed posts on my site. You just don't know. So I, you know, speaking of what Coach Dave did, I made sure that post looks really good and it's got ton, a ton of call to actions in it. So if it's getting the visibility. Uh, you know, there's, there's a chance, uh, people could be introduced to the podcast on it. So you, you got to kind of, but that's, again, that's another thing of knowing, do, do you have good access to your Google analytics and are you watching your, or whatever you use? And are you watching your trends over time of what sites are being visited and what, what aren't? Yeah. Uh, Kyle in the chat room says here, number one, download shows, uh, the download shows interest. Number two, emails from audience shows engagement. Three, click on a website. Four, clicks on links and show notes. Five, sales of products X mentioned in an episode. Rinse, repeat. Exactly. And a lot of that starts uh, going back to the thing I always love to beat on is your the title of your episode. That's something I I need to just make giant post-it notes everywhere. Leave time to come up with a good title because there are times I look back now and go, that's not very good. And yeah, that's, that's not, not a guarantee good. either. I think yeah. we sometimes think the title's the most important thing and it's super important. But I, listen, I've I've looked at all kinds of weird um by <laughs> by the way, the news media, like the yeah. the media in general, like you can tell now that everything written has is being optimized for social. The titles are super long. Every single news title I've seen lately has been like three or four lines in the, as I go to read it. So they're, they're picking up on that too. But I I don't know, Dave, I've been tricky about some titles that I've put in there and they haven't done anything, you know? And you're like, so. Ken was asking, uh, is there any kind of, oh, where'd it go? He had a question 
about do you have a link to a starter set equipment uh, for two new podcasters uh, I am helping? And uh, I don't know, I have a, a kit. I have, I, I just recommend always the Zoom PodTrack P4. It is the Swiss Army Nice of, of podcasting. Uh, why? Because I can record in person, I can record online. Uh, the fun thing about my call with Adam Curry, you know, my scale, the more important the guest, the better the chance you're going to have a problem with your technology. And while I could use the backup recording, Squadcast, I don't know if Adam had some weird thing going on, but I never got Adam's side of the conversation from the good wave file. So this would be the first thing. And then for microphones, um, I like the Samson Q2U or the, you know, the good old Audio-Technica ATR2100. One of those two will get them. And from there, you're up and going and you're, you're good to go. I I picked up the M Audio um, device this week. Um, it's, it's buried under a bunch of things. I was going to grab it for a for a fifty dollar Dave for for fifty more dollars. Someone can take their ATR twenty one hundred or their um, uh, their Samsung two QU and really get some control out of it. Right? I mean, we rec- we we um, recommend those two mics a lot, but. Not a huge fan of them via USB, you know. I just like it. it you can't hear it well, you know. It, it, it's it's not taking. You're not getting the maximum out of it, and so I've been recommending that M Audio, and I forget the version that's got one XLR and yeah. one mic input to it for for. And it's I think they're fifty bucks, and you get some pretty good. Um, you know, you can basically run your mic out via XLR. And then you've got some controls and it's got like a built-in headphone amplifier. And so the great thing about that is you don't have to do the, the, the amplifier. I mean, those, you, the, what you're showing, it, it's a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. What's, oh, that's right. It's 50 bucks. Cause I was going to say this has, this has headphone amplifiers and it's an interface, but yeah, that's true. If you're just starting out, uh, that might no, be. I'm it. not, I'm not saying it's bad. I mean, right. if you, if you want it for, for advanced podcasters, but I think, for folks who are just looking to to um, get going up their audio game a little bit, I, I did a couple calls this week. Where last week, you know, we did this conference, and a lot of folks saw me on this microphone, and they're like, "Oh man, that sounds really good. How do I do that?" And so, you know, you start having these conversations. But I, I think we can recommend the mic. But here's this this M Audio that's yeah. M Track Solo, right? So you get some controls, and then you know the one XLR and a mic in. I think for for someone who just wants to up their audio game, pairing that with one of these mics. See, I'll have, um, I'll have to do can, a test because I've never heard that much difference between USB and I guess with that no, one, you'd, you'd have more gain. I don't think a little bit more. Yeah. I don't think the sound is different going out. I think the experience of what I'm listening to is vastly different. In other words, when I plug my earbuds into the back of this microphone and try to use the microphone sound to hear myself, oh. it sounds muffled and awful. And now part of the problem is I've always used a headphone amplifier to get my own sound. So I hear it crisp and clean, right? It's no, no caffeine in there. So you, it's, it's just the way it should be. With USB audio back, it's never been a great experience. And so I've always wanted to run, um, I, for me, I've always wanted to run it through some kind of amplifier. Even if it's just a headphone amplifier to get that to get the sound, it's just too quiet for me. And I don't have any real-time control of it. Yeah. You know, sometimes you, know, you get, we get a caller on... Um, on Clubhouse, that's loud, and and I need to turn like I need to turn it down a little bit when I'm listening to it. When you're on USB, that is much more difficult to do. So for fifty more bucks, 
this is just your entry in, right? This you could do focus right. You could do a presonus. I'm I use an M uh, uh, Mo two. Yeah, um, oh, they're all I, good. I, I think it's a great tool if you're not just for your just for your microphone, uh, Dave. I think for our audience in most cases, who's maybe going to do some recording and some other kinds, you know, they want to do recording or multi-channel or whatever. Well, yeah, then, then, you know, we're looking at the, the, the sound devices uh, stuff. We're looking at what you got the, the zoom stuff. So yeah, that makes sense. Here we go. Well, uh, coming in on video, we've got uh, Scott Orr. so Scott buddy, thanks for coming in. What can we help you with? Hey, Scott. Hey guys. Thanks for having me. So uh, I want to talk EQ. Okay. Um, I have a basic audio engineering background, not not an educated one, but gained through years of experience, which means I probably learned some bad habits. But what I'm wondering is I've got this beautiful new mic here, mm-hmm. which should look familiar to many people, including <laughs> you, Dave. Yeah. I finally got it, you know, and I'm wondering... Do I want to mess with the three-band equalizer on my mixer and try to just tweak it, or do I want to try to get serious with the equalizer that's like whatever it is, 20-band in Audacity or Audition? And the problem I'm having is I've done this with previous mics. I'll record something, play it back, change the EQ, play it back, change the EQ. And the next time I go to use it, I go, boy, that just doesn't sound good. Yeah. I spent an hour working on it, and I come back fresh, and it just sounds yeah. like what well, they like used to say. You would change things, and people would say, what did you change? Yeah. When I, uh, you know. when I first got a DBX 286, and this thing has kind of a big bottom, even like right now with a Rodecaster, I barely have the big bottom on. If I were to turn it on and off, you go, okay, I hear a little bit. But you can really go – when I watched uh, Chris Curran adjust an EQ, he breathes on those things. He, he doesn't – you know, some guys grab an EQ and they like wham and they, they're – you know. And there are some uh, frequencies and I can't remember. There's a thing in the school of podcasting on this. There's like four frequencies. Like there's one – I want to say it's like 300 that's like just makes everybody sound like this. And it's like that's <laughs> completely useless. You can take that one out and then there's something around 8 or 10 hertz that will – bring up your sibilance, but especially those you have to be really careful with. Cause if you boost those a lot, all of a sudden it, it becomes shrill. And I don't know. I, it's one of those things where you just kind of tweak and go, it's like you said, does this sound better? And also, I mean, let's take Jim's headset from a couple weeks ago. When we first came on, we're like, Hey, you know what? That doesn't have as much bass as his regular mic. And four minutes in, I didn't even notice it anymore. So yeah. yeah, you stop hearing it. Yeah, that's the thing, Scott. I think you you get some level set, and then you, you like get it to where you like it. This is what I you got it. You got to hear your voice more than anybody. Right. So get it where you like it. Options equal confusion. So don't <laughs> like don't make it too complicated to get there. Think about if I had to reset this, could I find it again? Right? Because once you that's another one of those things. If you do this big complicated audio setup then the power goes out and you lose it or however that works, right? Could I find it again? Make sure you document it if you like it. I'm a big fan of just what, what use what you get out the gate <laughs> because people get used to that sound and that becomes your sound, but you got to like it. So, you know, go with go, my, my, my advice, go with the simplest, easiest solution possible that you can, that you could, that you like. 
right. I, I thought it was funny. I have a show. Uh, I was playing with Buzzsprout, and Buzzsprout has that that feature where you can add things at the beginning or end of your show automatically. And so I was playing with that and I uploaded and all of a sudden the, you know, the, the regular show came on and the, the part that was tacked on at the end had much more bass. And I was like, wait, what's going on? That's cause it was noticeable. And I went back and looked at, I opened up the original recording and I had not turned on. Um, I use a thing called Shep's Omni channel. It's a plugin that's a lot like a, a DBX. So you can add highs and lows and it's a compressor. It's a noise gate. And I was like, I didn't even notice that I had not turned that on. And so it was just the sound of a mic with a little bit of a compression on it, but nothing else. And I was like, huh, you know, it's like here all this time I thought I had to add this extra layer of compression and EQ. So when I record that show, I purposely do not turn on any effects. It's just, it's uh, podcasting resources as anybody cares. It's not a great podcast. It's just me playing <laughs> stuff. Um, but I was surprised that that was a, a particular case where I was like, Oh, I, I have no, that's just me doing a straight mic and whatever comes through the roadcaster is on, but uh, there's, there's no real post-production. So. Well, now what kind of EQ do you guys have on this show? Do you have a hard box EQ or do you just not EQ this show? Yeah. I, mm. I, I've got a little in the roadcaster. Jim always oh. sounds, actually Jim sounds bassier than I do. Let's see if I said yeah, anything. And That's I, zero EQ for me, Scott. It's come, I'm coming native right out of the Motu, yeah. so yeah. it's and just it's just whatever you're getting. I, I do have a lot of uh, natural bass in my voice. Oh, so is, that that just, is, is that a twenty one hundred or a it's 2Q? a twenty one hundred? I have both. I've got a a two QU that's right behind me. I've used both, and it, they sound a little bit different. So if but I, they both I, have a lot of bass from what I've experienced. I mean, when yeah. you are out upon them, they yeah. really have a lot. They, yeah, they do. Yeah, but they do. Like this is indeed. this is me right now with uh, the Oral Exciter and Big Bottom on, and this is with it off. So it's not a whole, I mean, I, I hear a little more yeah. in the, or and there it is back on. So I hear my S's are a little mm. more pronounced. So it's not a ton, you know, and then I, I do add some in post. I use that Shep's Omni channel, but that again, I, I have gone way crazy with that. And it's, it's just, just, it's a little icing on the top. It's not the cake. So what you're saying is that if I choose EQ, I should only be making incremental changes, but you're thinking that maybe just leaving it would be fine because people get used to it as yeah. it is? Yeah. Start, start just out of the box and see how that goes. Like if it goes great, because you'll, you'll get used to it too. If you like it and you're okay with it, you don't have to make any changes, then you never have to worry about resetting it up. Just, just run with it, you know, see, yeah. see where it goes. Yeah. Or remembering to apply it to all the tracks when you assemble a show. Yeah. Yep. I mean, to me, the worst thing would be if the first track was EQ'd the second wasn't and the third was. Correct. Well, the second track would sound yeah. horrible. Correct. Well, in, in yeah. some cases, you can only do what you can do. I, I edit a show for a doctor, and he sounds marvelous. He's got, I think he has a 2100. He's got everything else. And I don't know what was going on with his guest, but it was weird when you looked at the spectral part of the show, he had bass. And when you got to a certain level of trouble, it was like as in zero. So making him more intelligible, there was no, I couldn't boost the treble because there was nothing there to boost. So the only thing I could do was go in and pull out the bass. So sometimes the way to make something more 
um, trebly, for lack of a better phrase, is to pull the bass. You know, there are two ways to do that. Something, if you want something to sound more bassy, you could boost the bass or you could back off the treble. And so I, I was able to make it sound better. And the guy who was editing was like, man, this sounds so much better. But I was still like, ugh, it sounded, I was able to make him sound like the phone because it was just right. all, it was, it was horrible. So, but. Yeah. Well, all right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Scott. You bet. Good, good to see you again. Thanks for jumping in. Yep. I've had a tough time lately, but I've got my show back on track. I'm back to doing that. Good. Good. Again. All, all right. right. And where can we fire in that again? That's Code3Podcast.com, and it's Firefight Foreign About Firefighters. Um, some EMS, but mostly firefighters. Awesome. Thank yeah, you, buddy. Yeah. Thanks, Scott. Bye. Good seeing you, man. Have a good weekend. And uh, Crystal, you are coming up right next. It's going to sound like we are leaving, but we're not. Uh, so uh, I will start the, the fun-filled background music which kind of almost doesn't come across in. And I've also found on YouTube, when I have that music up too loud and you talk or I talk, YouTube doesn't know what to do with it. Nothing. It just kind of, kind of fails. Even like right now, you're, you're a little weird. So Uh, what's coming up on uh, the average guy.tv, Jim. So Christian Johnson, you know, we talk about Maple Grove partners all the time on here, our host provider. He's on. So I have him on the show. We talked a little bit about what's going on at Maple Grove partners. And then he's just the smartest guy on the planet. So we, talk about a bunch of different topics including electric vehicles new solar power tesla all that stuff it'll be posted later today out at the average guy.tv nice and on the school of podcasting as i mentioned previously the one and only podfather uh, adam curry and i don't know i don't want to mess with it i have another sound bit on my phone but i'll probably end up closing clubhouse if i do that so i don't want to mess with that but he talks about pod show he talks about uh, his value for value model and uh, we get into the whole podcasting 2.0 and the different things he's trying to bring into podcasting. And he's got a bit of an uphill battle, but uh, it's gathering steam. That's the cool thing. There are more and more people. He's on the cover of uh, Radio Inc. magazine this month, which is kind of a cool thing. And uh, except he said, it's interesting. He goes, There's nothing more fun than when you send people pictures to use. And he goes, I don't know where they got the one they got. He goes, but I look horrendous on it, and he's not happy about that. But it's going to be a long episode, but it's a good episode. You can find that at the School of Podcasting. We want to say thanks to uh, all of our awesome supporters. If you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash store and sign up today. And thanks to the chat room. we got 22 people out there. And uh, Crystal, again, hang on, because we're going to get to your question in just a few seconds. 